Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Praise God. Today, I will be preaching on the topic I have titled, God is Good. Hallelujah. I choose to celebrate Jesus in my life because of the deep understanding I have about the kingdom. I have left darkness. I am now in the kingdom of light. So the organ that I used to operate in the kingdom of darkness no longer has any iota of control over my life. No, it doesn't. You know, growing up as a child, I realized that a lot of fear was pumped into my heart. I was serving God in fear, to sleep is fear, to wake up is fear, you know, fear of sin, fear of devil, fear of devil, fear of devil. But when I started studying the scriptures, I started studying the scriptures, I started saying truths, I realized that the devil is under my feet, hallelujah, that sin is under my control, hallelujah, that I am on top. The Bible says that I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. It means that where Jesus is seated, that is where I am sitting with him. We are running things together. So if I am seated with Christ, I am running things with the Lord Jesus. Therefore, what should I be afraid of? And I stumbled on a scripture that says, he has not given me the spirit of fear. But he has given me the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. And I say, yes, this is it. I receive that scripture into my heart. Listen to me, child of God. Anything that puts fear in you is not from God. It's not from God. You see, let me, let me be honest with you. What the devil wants to do, the devil has been defeated. He has no power. He has no power over you. He may do all the schemes and all the gimmicks outside. That's the truth. But when it comes to you... He cannot. He cannot penetrate you because he does not have no longer. In law, in law, there's what we call local standee. Local standee means basically talking about the right for you to do something or to take something. The devil does not have the local standee over you. He doesn't. The reason being that the person, the reason he was holding on to something before. And that was the fact that you were guilty. You know, when you go to court and the charge, they say, are you guilty or not? I am guilty. Fantastic. So, because you are guilty, this is the penalty for the offense that you have committed. And they, and they tell you that the offense is this, 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 this. So, in the course of trying to carry out the repercussion for you being guilty, Somebody shows up and says, yes, I would, take, I would take that penalty from him. Whatever accusation and guilt that you carry, he tattooed, Jesus Christ has sorted it out. Therefore, what the devil did was to go and meet God. You said, any man who did this would die. This is the penalty. I am holding, on, holding you to your word. Because it was actually God that created death, whether spiritual death or physical death, not even the devil. So, the devil is holding on to that. And Jesus Christ comes and says, I have done the job. 
Therefore, any man that needs to be free, all that the person needs to do is to what? Look on Jesus. Look on Jesus. When you look on Jesus, you are saved. You are delivered. You are no longer guilty. You are not guilty anymore. You are free. You are free. That is why the thief that was beside Jesus, all that he needed to do was to believe in Jesus. Immediately he believed Jesus said, tonight you will be with me. And he believed and he was with Christ. So my point here is this. Listen, stop putting your attention on the devil. The devil has been defeated. When I mean the devil has been defeated, all the things that he throws, all the fears and all the doubts and all the things he throws in your heart, whatever it is, he has been messed up by Jesus. He no longer has power over the new creation. The Bible says we triumph in Christ daily. It's a daily triumphing in Christ. It is not a, a one-off. It's so you triumph today, tomorrow, you are not. No, you will triumph always. Even in your dream, you are triumphing. When you wake up, you triumph. You go in the bus, you triumph. You are driving your car, you are triumphing. Everywhere you go, you are victorious. Listen to me, child of God. In whatever way the devil wants to put fear in you, whatever the fear is, whatever the phobia is, it's not coming from Jesus. Jesus will never attack you with fear. You know, they brought a lady to him who has committed adultery. And they said, this woman has sinned. She deserves to die. We are going to stone her to death. And Jesus said, listen, if you are the first, if you know you've not done anything wrong, be the first to cast your stone on this lady. And they all left. Listen, anyone that comes to Christ, even if you were guilty, you will be free. Even if you were guilty, the Bible says that the prayer be taken away from the mighty, mighty or the lawful captive deliver. Who is a lawful captive? You use your hand, enter the wahala. You deliberately did it. You are guilty, so you deserve to be a lawful captive. You deserve to be a lawful captive. But the Bible says, praise God, even if you are a lawful captive, even if your four bears did something that you are not aware of, even if there was a covenant or an agreement that was done between your grandfather and your father, or whatever, your mother, whoever did it, listen to me. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creation. What it means is this. You no longer belong to that lineage. You belong to the knowledge of Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is what is flowing in your system. You must believe it. If you believe that, that was told by your forebears, how come you cannot believe what is written in the scripture? I never glorified the devil in my life. Anything happens, I give God glory. I give God glory. I don't glorify the devil. Do you think that the devil is smarter than God? I was saying here yesterday in service, where we have the impact service, I said, it's a chess game. It's a chess game. But the devil will never win. It's a chess game and the devil will never win God. Maybe you are like, the pawns, you are like the pawns that are being used. 
you know, when you, you're doing a chess game and the pawns are, are there and you take the pawns and, and you, you put it in front. You're like the pawn. But, however, God will always win. God will always win. Do you believe me? If God is winning, who is winning as well? Fantastic. If God is winning, who is winning? You are winning. Listen to me. Don't judge your life based on what you see. Scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is faith? The substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen. We live by faith. Scripture says by faith God created the world. He didn't have to see it, but he created it after all. So when God appears, he appears in the atmosphere of faith. I say that, I say that again. When God shows up, he shows up where? In the atmosphere of faith. God will tell you, Pastor Patrick, he said, he will say, go and give so and so person one million naira. But in your account, is reason, it can even be minus one point something something. You are owing the bank. Minus means you are owing the bank. It's a negative. God is not looking at that account or the balance. What he's looking at is, are you going to obey or you are going to argue with him? You know, I was praying one day and God told me. He said, he told me clearly, he said, it is the obedience of my instruction that best miracle. He said, it's the obedience of my instruction that best miracle. You must understand when God wants you to do something, he doesn't look at you in terms of sight. He speaks in terms of faith. Somebody say, God speaks to me in terms of faith. Hallelujah. He speaks in terms of faith. For example, God appeared to Gideon and told Gideon, he said, Almighty man of valor. Almighty man of valor. And Gideon was actually hiding from the Midianites. He was scared. They were under siege. They could not eat. They could not even farm. When they farm, the Midianites would come and mess up their farm. They were under big siege. And God showed up. God did not come and say, oh, you little brats. God did not come and say, oh, you nonsensical person. God did not call him names that were pessimistic or negative. What God did was the almighty man of valor. He was hiding in the cave. And God said, almighty man of valor. And he said, what kind of greeting is this? How can you call me a mighty man of valor when I am hiding? I cannot even eat. God said, I'm looking at you. I'm talking about the assignment that you have that is enveloped in the inside of you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Start looking at your pocket and start looking at yourself as if you are in an, you, you know, you're, you're in an entity as the world must have called you. But look at yourself and look at yourself in the light of faith and the light of God. You carry potential. You carry power. You carry grace. Everywhere you go, you carry grace. You know, recently, I think last week, I wanted to buy some water and some drinks. I do that a lot. I want to buy some water and some drink. Every time I told, do you have this? You say, have. Okay, I'll come and collect it. So this day, I wanted to get some drinks and water for something. So I entered the lady's shop. And we negotiated and I said, okay, I'll do transfer to you. After that, 
People started pouring into the shop. Customers started coming in. And I told her, I said, Madam, it is because of me. It is because of I'm a blessed man. I told her, I said, I am a blessed man. Anytime where I follow a person, buy something, eh, more customers go come. And the woman looked at me and she smiled. I'm blessed. Are you not aware? I am blessed. Say you are blessed. blessed. Say I'm not cursed. I am blessed. Because you came from the family you came from. Stop, stop complaining. Say, ah, which can family be this? Maybe you look around, there's no millionaire, let alone a billionaire. Or there's nobody that have gone to school in terms of having a genuine certificate. You know, you look around, it's as if, you know, people not too set for the family. But look, don't stop looking around. Hallelujah. What you need to do is to look at yourself. Hallelujah. Say, I'm the light of the world. <laughs> I am the salt of this family. It's because I am here. That is why this family is having all the blessings they are having. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there will constantly be progress here. Stop regretting about yesterday. Paul says something. He said, this one thing I do. I forget the past and I move forward. There are three things the devil will hack you on. Number one is for you to live a life of regret. Check Jesus. I have said the scriptures. And I have looked at the modus operandi of Jesus. You know, I've always said it here. Come on, let's, let's look at scripture. Let's follow Jesus. When I was doing the teaching on the kingdom of God, I did mention. I said the philosophy of the kingdom is the philosophy of Christ. If you want to understand how the kingdom of God works, Go and study the lifestyle of Jesus. Remember that? Who can remember that message? Yeah. Go and study the lifestyle of Jesus. I have studied the lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus never lived a life of regret. In short, everybody that came to Jesus and they were regretting, ah, Jesus, this one, that one. Jesus will always say, my brother, save me. For example, Zacchaeus. When Jesus entered his house, what he was saying was, ah, if I have done this, I'm going to do this. He was telling Jesus his problem. And Jesus Christ told him, he said, young man, spare me all those talk. That is why when some of you want to pray because you don't have an understanding of how the kingdom works and how Jesus is reasoning and thinking, you come to God all the time with your problems and you enumerate all the problems. Listen to me. What God wants is your fellowship. He wants you to come and tell him how big he is. Stop telling God how big your problem is, but instead tell him how big he is. Look at Jesus. Jesus wanted a miracle to happen. He didn't, it was a problem for him. He wanted to feed 5,000 people. That was the intention. But look at what he said. He said, Father, thank you because you hear me what? Did he talk about the problem? That is how Jesus thinks. Anytime. There is a song that says in the Psalms, he said, When my heart is overwhelmed, please lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That is higher than I. Listen, when you are faced, faced with difficult situation, you are in a, in a state of what Oyibo would call in a state of despondency. You are in a state that is so melancholic. You cannot express yourself effectively. God is saying, come, come, daughter. 
come, son. Let's have relationship. Let's have fellowship. Let's have fellowship. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. Look at Elijah. Elijah had issues. He had issues. And the issue is not even his own issue. He was complaining about the state of Israel. He was complaining about the state of Israel. And he came to God and said, Ah, oh, they have killed all the prophets. I'm the only one remaining. Oh, God. The witch is pursuing me. What am I going to do? I'm in a bad state. Oh, I cannot do this. I cannot do that. When he finished, God told him, he said, come up. Finish. God just told him, say, come up. And the Bible says that Elijah took 40 days. 40 days journey into Mount Horeb. When he got there, he was at the door. And he said, come inside. Inside the cave. And he got in. And God said, God only asked him one question. He said, what are you doing here? Somebody we don't check for 40 days. I mean, take 40 days journey. God asked him, say, what are you doing here? Listen, listen. Let me tell you the truth. God was trying to explain to me the difference between the carnal man and the spiritual man. I'm going to do that teaching here recently. God blew my mind and, and God changed my life. God told me, one of the things he told me is this. He said, the carnal man always talk about problems. Why the spirit man is always talking about solutions. This may hit deep. But you see, you should know me by now that when I speak, I do not necessarily look at people's faces and uh, how people... No, I, I try as much as possible to explain to you the word of God. So if you have an issue, now you can go and maybe check up and read up and ask God questions. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Elijah showed up and God said, what are you doing here? And he repeated the same problem. And God gave him an instruction. God is a God of instruction. He's not interested in all these issues we are bringing to him and all of that. But he said, we have a high priest that cannot be, you know, he, he doesn't have a problem. As far as your issue is concerned, what he does is to ensure that they are sorted. All you need to do is to come boldly, come boldly, come boldly. The coming boldly is not for you to be telling him issues. The coming boldly is that you begin to give him what? Fellowship, romance. Let's have a relationship. The more you are having the relationship and the romance, the more you discover the issues are gone. They are not there. You cannot come to God with a problem. You think, I would say, he's the all-seeing God and he's the all-knowing God. You cannot come to him and he thinks that he doesn't know the baggage that you are bringing to him. You think he doesn't know? He knows. But what he wants is for you to have an understanding that when you come to him, you should be talking about kingdom talk. You should be talking about the souls you've won. You should be talking about the fellowship you're having. You should be talking about how good he is. That is why you see most times when you come to God and you are worshipping God and calling him Olodumare and you are giving him praise. You are not even talking about the issues you have. By the time you finish, you feel so light. That's the power of worship and praise. It's not just a ritual or a routine thing we do in church. It's the power of worship and praise. Holy Spirit, God, have mercy. Have mercy on us. There's a song that says, I've made you too small in my eyes. Forgive me. A lot of you have belittled God. You belittled God to just the ephemeral things of this world. 
You believe to go to all the canal and, the, and all the issues of this world. There is a higher realm. There is a higher kingdom. There is a higher kingdom. Jesus will always talk about that kingdom. There is a higher place. There is a higher realm where he wants you to come. Thank God for the prayers we've been praying. That God will open the eyes of my understanding. That I will not be talking about issues around those things. I will be talking about God. I want to talk about God. I want to worship God. I want to win more souls. I want to love people. While we were praying yesterday, Pastor Kingsley, God spoke to me. He said, one of the reasons Listen, listen to this. He said, one of the reasons that makes me to know that you love me is if you love men. He said, the litmus test for love for me is when you love men. He said, if I love men, you have no right to hate them. Because you see, man is the most important uh, what's the word now? Protagonist. is the most important protagonist in the scheme of things as far as God is concerned. Man. If you say, I love God, I love God, and you are wicked to man, it means that you don't love God at all. Let me begin to cause home. Let's go, actually. All these things I've been saying, come on. The Holy Spirit was just inspiring me. Let's go to James chapter 1. Because time is fast. Spent. James chapter 1, verse 17. But let's read from verse 12 first. The Lord is good. You are a winner always. You will not lose. You will continue to win. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what you see. What matters is the nature of Christ that you exude. When Elijah showed up to God and God told him, he said, number one, go and anoint Elisha in your place. He said, go and anoint us and so as the king of Israel. And the other one, king of Syria. He just gave him instruction. And matter closed. So that Elijah's mind will calm down. He said, listen, I have reserved 7,000 people that have not worshipped Baal. So, you see, sometimes we react, not even sometimes, we react based on what we feel, on how we feel, what we see. What God was indirectly telling Elijah is, next time, react based on what I tell you. Listen, I want to put a formula in your hands that will keep you for life. And that formula is, is this. Anytime something happens and you cannot phantom it, don't allow your emotions take the first step. It will surely happen. It will surely happen. Because the Bible says there was breeze that came, but God was not there. The mountains were shaking. God was not there. Our emotions, we always take our role. Oh, why did this happen? We must do this. We, we, we. That's it. It's normal. But the Bible said, when God actually showed up, what happened? It came as what? A still small voice. I spoke to her. You will know. Now, this is the formula. The formula is this. When anything happens that you cannot phantom, that you cannot add up, what you do is to pray and say, Father, open my eyes. Let me understand you better. What is it that you want me to know? That's how spirit people do. That's how spirit people do. Look at what happened to David. His whole household 
Ziklag was messed up. They messed up the whole place. Finished everybody. Killed all the men. And they took the women and children captive. When David, because he was a mercenary fighter, even Philistines at a time, are you aware of that? Philistines at a time gave David a contract to go and help him fight. That's what he was doing for a living before he became king. So any tribe or anybody that wants to fight, they will go and hire David and his men. He had mighty men. He had trained them in the caves. He had mighty men. He just finished a war when not consigned him. When he came, everybody messed up. The whole place messed up. He didn't know what to do. No wife, no children. But look at what David said. He said, the Bible says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, let me inquire of the Lord first. Let me pray first. Mm -mm. The way my body, they do me now, if they do me, say, make I pursue these people, finish them. And if he had pursued then, he would have missed them. That's the truth. If he had pursued them, he would have missed them. He said, my body, they do me, make I go. Because he was a warrior. He was a known fighter. That's why sometimes you don't need to rely on your on your trains, the patterns that happen in your life. There are certain things that happen and you go say, okay, now so I do I'm last year. Let me do it like that. You might be wrong. You might be wrong. So David would have just pursued immediately based on how in body they do I'm. But he said, let me pray first. And he inquired. He said, he said, give me the effort. And they bring the Turim and the Urim. What does the Urim and the Turim do? It's like a, 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 a um, what do you call it? A, that's what the priests use in those days to know yes or no. It's like what native doctor used, right? You know, so he put it on the ground and he put the effort. And he got the, the message, you can pursue. As they were going, as they were going, they met a man who has not eaten for days. Listen to me. It is when you pray. It is when you inquire about God. God will begin to show you the, 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 the length, the road we're supposed to take long journey. God will begin to say, okay, no, you're going to take this journey. God will shorten the journey for you. So they met this guy, and the guy said, Ah, I've not eaten for days. I think three days, as it were. He said, My master left me. I said, What happened? He said, We went to invade one land or one place. He didn't know he was talking to the man who owns the place, the Ogakwanakwana of the place. And he said, Really? Yes. We took everybody. I'm Oga, they've all gone. I said, ah, Do you know where they went to? Somebody say information. Somebody say information. Do you know what they went to see? There is a word from God that will change your generation forever. There is a word from God that will change your landscape and your entire mentality forever. People will be asking, who is this guy? Who is this man? It's the word that God is speaking to you. It was that word that David picked. I said, where did they go? They said, now hear them pass, they hear them pass. And they went. And the guy showed them way. The guy showed them way. They went in and they saw them patting. They were jailing. Yeah, we have triumph. Yeah, we have spoils. Yeah, we have money. Yeah. And David pounced on them. Dealt with them. And what did he do? He recovered what? All. I said, somebody is recovering all today. Because the word of God is coming with power. Somebody is recovering all today. We don't walk by flesh. We walk by faith. Hallelujah. Somebody say faith. faith. We are spirit people. Say faith. faith. Hallelujah. As faith people, we are victorious always. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, verse 17, as I coast home this morning. Let's read um, 12 first. 12 first, please. Go to 12. 
You know what? To save time, let me read it from TPT. James chapter 1, verse 12. Trying to come up. All right, great. So, now listen. Look at verse 12. I'm reading it from TPT. He said, your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties. Listen to this first. He said, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass through the test with faith. Sometimes when I read Bible, I wonder, see, ah, people will write this Bible. What are they talking about? He said, true happiness comes... As you pass through tests with faith and receive the victorious crown of life, promise to every lover of God. Are you a lover of God? Yes, all things will work in your favor. Look at verse 13. When you are tempted, don't say God is tempting me. I know some of you must have said, oh, this God is not a good God. He's a bad God. He's tempting me. Bible says, do not say God is tempting me. For God is incapable of tempting by evil. Hallelujah. God will not tempt you by evil. He's never the source of temptation. Look at what he says. Instead, it is each person's own desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness. Evil desires give birth to evil actions. And when sin is fully mature, it can murder you. So my friends, don't be fooled by your own desires. Look at verse 17. I'm going to talk about 17 and 18, then I close. Every gift God freely gives us is good and perfect. Say the gifts of God... Say that with me with some, some impetus. Say the gift of God is good and it is perfect. Say the gift of God is good and I have it already. I have it already. Praise God. Streaming down from the Father of light. God is the Father of light who shines from heaven with no hidden shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. Look at verse 18. This is glorious. Verse 18. This is glorious. Can we all rise up as we read this verse 18 together? Can we rise up on our feet this morning? Our God is a good God. God never changes. The Bible says He is the same yesterday. He is the same today and forever. He is the same. God will not change change his mind when it comes to your turn. When it comes to your turn, the word of God is still valid. There is nothing that can invalidate the word of God. The word of God has reigned right from the beginning. Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out from the word of God, from the mouth of God. Listen to me. It means that the word of God remains potent. If you want to win, live by the word. If you want to win, live by the word. If you want to win, live by the word. Let God speak to your heart today. God, God speak to your heart today. The Bible says, I sent forth my word and he healed them. Stop looking for men to heal you. Men will further compound your problem. It's only the word of God that can heal you. Only the word of God that can heal you. You know, some of you, when you have issues, you want, yeah, you want to talk to someone. But the truth is this. God did not give man that ministry. He gave it to the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Look at verse 18. Holy Spirit, I give you praise this morning. I worship you. God was delighted to give, to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word. I take that again. God was delighted to give us birth. 
by the truth of his infallible word. So that we would, we would fulfill his choosing destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of his way, his creation. We are God's favorite. I choose to believe that. You are the best that God has created. The Bible says that we are his workmanship. The word workmanship is translated in the Greek poema. That is where you get the word poem from. It means that God has written a poem and you are the one that he has written about. So God sings you all the time. God is always narrating you all the time. God is proud of you. You are the favorite creation that God has made. Listen to me, child of God. God will never hate you. God will never drive you away. But instead, he will always accept you the way you are. Jesus Christ is Lord. Holy Spirit, this is good. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I love this. He said, I am the favorite of God. Say with me, I am the favorite of God. I am the favorite of God. Scripture says, you are the apple of God's eye. Listen, if there's anybody God wants to do good to, he, you are the one that will be on his list. Give me chop knuckle, my brother. You feel me? If God wants to do goodness, he wants to show somebody kindness, you will be the one on this list. You are not the last on his list. The Bible says that you are God's favorite. How? Because you are better. What does it mean to bet? The Bible says that we are the seed of God. We are the seed of God. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, that is deep. We are the seed of God. 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 So where God's life, God's type and kind of life. Listen, when God looks at you, he sees his kind. He sees his kind. Because you came through Christ, Christ is in God, and you are in Christ. Once he looks at you, you he sees his kind. God is good to you. God is good to you. God is a good God. He will never disappoint you. He is a good God. He will always provide for you. His name is Jehovah Jireh. When you are sick, he will heal you through his word. His word, his name is Jehovah Rufeka. He heals everything. Are you happy this morning? Are you happy? If God be for you, who can be against you? There is nothing that can be against you. It doesn't matter. Paul said, we go through tribulations. We go through trials. We go through all kinds of stuff. We go through all kinds of things. We don't have money sometimes. The other day, your car may break down. The other day, I was driving. Coming from work. On Todd Milan Bridge. And I closed late that day. On Todd Milan Bridge. I heard, bah! And I checked my dashboard. Because anything wrong with my car, my dashboard would display. I checked my dashboard. Oh! My tire has gone down. And I was approaching Oroshoki. It was late. I said, what am I going to do? I said, juggle the car. Push the car. Move the car. I got to Oroshoki. Listen to me. All the boys, they came out. As usual, which is normal. It was very late in the night. They came out. But guess what? They did not come to obtain me. They came to say, oh God, you get spare tire. Bring them out. We go help you, Duan. They brought out the test tire. They put it. They jumped the car. They did everything. I said, oh God, I need it for the boys. I said, yes, yeah, something there for the boys. Take. 
I move. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. Listen to me. You are not under any disadvantage at all. Listen, when things are not rosy, God is making a way. You ask God, you say, why did this happen? Listen, you not be everything you go, no. Paul said, we know in part and we prophesy in part. What is important is that God is for you. God is working out a way. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. God bless you. Hallelujah. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.